0: Or be present to win. Visit LampkinGuitars.com to scope out the Hemp Guitar giveaway details and entry form. You'll even find a video of what could be your guitar in action. L-A-M-K-I-N Guitars.com
1: What do you get if you do over uh, 20 cannabis applications in the state of Illinois in the past six months? This episode... Hey, Miggy. Hey, bro. Welcome back. I made it. You did make it. And today we are going to talk about the top 10 things that I learned from the past six months of doing cannabis competitive applications in the state of Illinois, which could be abstracted into a state just like yours one day when it comes to you. Hopefully, if they also take uh, the Illinois competitive model uh, to bat or, or they employ that. But why don't you catch us up with uh, your little travails and uh to get your son? Why did you have to go pick him up?
2: So my hero's journey was quite uh, a journey. Uh dude, I had to go get my son out of uh Minnesota St. Olaf College. So were closing doors and he's got a bunch of college stuff, uh, a computer that I got on before and whatnot. But uh yeah, man. I uh first day broke down in Boast Falls, Idaho. Um you know, that was fun. And then uh, uh second day we got a rent a car. Uh car's dead, car's toasted. That's okay. And then uh, uh, got a rent a car. Almost died the second day because we were geocaching. Like we decided to do a little
1: offshoot. And uh, I like how it, you're, you're spending quality time with your son doing some geocaching and a in a rent a car in a far flung state during the uh, uh, pandemic. How did that go?
2: Well, and, you know, it was interesting because I've made this trip several times throughout the, uh, my life as a traveling technician. I've gone up and down this route uh, on a 90 uh, several times. And on the way out, you could tell that like, a lot of people weren't taking this serious, the Corona shit, right? Uh, uh, matter of fact, that one of the tow truckers was, was, uh, was joking, right? About how this is kind of a hoax or whatnot. And my point being was like, look, if dicks were falling off in Wuhan six months ago, the United States would have been over there. Like we're keeping that shit over there. Yeah. And, and then of course their joke was, well, you know, those liberals would have really enjoyed that or some shit like that, and I'm like...
1: It's always a political thing he already believes in. Yeah, I'm just saying, yeah. like,
2: whole right-left-thinking bullshit. It's like, yo, you know, we're in this together. Like, you can catch the flu, too, buddy. Yeah, like, that's you, right. I, I might have it. had it. I want to start freaking people out. Be like, <laughs> but
1: Oh, well, you know, and then just, just try to apologize. Be like, no, 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 I, I've already had it. Those are antibodies. Your help, right, you're healthy. Right, right. You're welcome.
2: I'm, I'm giving you the cure. You're good. You're good. Well,
1: so, I yeah. mean, like, the coronavirus did actually... Uh, play a big role in the, uh, the the applications for the cannabis licenses in the state of Illinois this round, especially for the Department of Agriculture ones, the the craft growers, the transporters and the infuser licenses, those ship uh, Monday. And so you have to be postdated or postmarked Monday, March 30th. And so hopefully you're not. And this is the first thing that we're going to talk about, like on the competitive cannabis licensing, is that it can be uh, stressful, stressful as hell, because of how complex the the industry is.
2: Well, and I mean the pages of criteria that you have, how many pages was your biggest application?
1: Oh those ones will probably be coming in at about a thousand right around a 1000 pages. And like, to be honest, I haven't like tallied them all up. Uh, I could if I wanted to, but it's mostly just making sure that every single one is as ac- uh, complete and accurate as possible. So you really, I mean, and that's one of the reasons why like the first thing you have to kind of uh, learn and be comfortable with is stressful situations where you have a big project. Uh, a lot to do. And, you know, you're going to figure out that some people on your team, they really don't need to be there. Um, And not only that, uh, they will pop under the pressure because most people, uh, lawyers not amongst us because we had to go to law school where they'd like give you like a thousand pages to read in a night and be like, and summarize this and then we're going to discuss it tomorrow. Uh, And so uh, that's kind of something that it can be. It's like, okay, Here's this exhibit, it's got a 50 page limit. You got about another 10 pages, read this one. Here's another 50 pages, read that one. And then it's not just read those. The uh, You should also be really familiar with the uh, regulations and the law itself. So it's well, here's this huge, complicated thing. Go learn that in two months and then uh, write everything.
2: And don't they do updates throughout that too, right? So at Correct. the same time, here's the initial package, have fun. And then, oh shit, you know what? We're gonna change these thoughts, right? Correct.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's one of those things where you have to be really comfortable with stress. And then like the there aren't really answers and the the rules are changing in real time. So like some people are just okay with, uh, well, that's the best we can do or like that's to the best of our knowledge. And other people, they need certainty. Well, if you need certainty, the cannabis industry isn't going to necessarily be for you uh, because it's just just not. It's not very certain. And then it's um, a lot. And so like the complexity of the challenge that you have to put together your team and then also your application in a way where it's written in such that you are compliant and then you are flexible, which is really, really difficult because how do you write something so that you comply with the law but have the wiggle room to run your business?
2: Sure, sure. Especially when you're the, the forefront, the beginning of this whole project. So I'd imagine you have your team that's been working on all these applications, plus each one has different criteria. Right. Uh, for like size or grow or craft or whatever. So you have to very imagine. Do you start, when you when you first got that first package of, of, of like, here's your requirements, mm-hmm. did you create like an SOP, just a gen- general one? And then you kind of tailor around that? Is that how uh, you do know? it? Kind of,
1: like what you always really, because there's, there's SOPs and best practices in this industry that are that are on a nationwide level. And then there's uh, your particular stripe of regulation that you need to absolutely 100% comply with. So the first thing that you would do is you take the statute and the regulations and the application and how the things actually scored and then you make a framework regarding that through all the exhibits and then those exhibits include all the statutory reliance and also the regulatory reliance but then you know this will be the tenth thing we'll talk about robust and comprehensive you have to go above and beyond that and so it is uh, it takes a long time to put that together and it's it's a it's a thick kind of brick of a um of a document. And then that document is uh, several other documents stacked on top of it. Because like the uh, the craft grower application, for example, where it's exhibits A through S. Uh, I can't remember. It's just weird that, you know, in three months, like, again, you have to prepare for like cannabis time where it's here comes the fire hose. It's a lot of information and it's due in four minutes. And you're like, oh, uh, and, and the better that you can calm yourself down and focus and then just uh, do that as much as you can, uh, yeah. you will get, and then you still have to keep things moving. I mean, that's, that's the thing that, uh, the, you know, the first thing that you really need to know is that you have to be prepared for stress. I mean, that cannabis is so voluminous and so complex that it will actually make some people like what I call pop. And they might just not be able to do the work and they might start shutting down.
2: Um, it sounds like what you're experiencing, at least with the stress level is yeah. something I went in, in the Navy, uh, for my electronics, uh, Portion from what i did they shove a uh four-year degree in six months to nine months down your throat and then you know i imagine you're probably creating like all these different pages all these different scenarios you already have it written down your documentation but if i were to ask you right now about any of that shit you would just blank stares tired fucking like uh it's down there somewhere.
1: Yeah. It's it's in there. It's in there. Um, and then so that was one of the things, you know, with the uh the request for evidence are now starting to come out for the um uh dispensaries, which means that that, cr- that contract that they awarded is now starting to be performed. Nice. and we're hitting people with, and that's something that we'll talk about later is the the request for evidence, but that means that it was like two and a half months from the time that they applied before anybody looked at it. And yeah. okay. It, but then, you know, getting to the, the second thing that I think people really need to focus on, uh, especially when there's real estate involved, is to start really early.
2: Sure. But that would also go back to, the, like, reducing stress, right? Like, Of course. If you start early, you don't have to rush as fast.
1: Well, but here's the problem everybody and this is something that is that afflicts all of us we all have this personal bias i'm good because i'm me and we all have this ability to oversimplify how easy things are or how complex they are so people will say oh i got that it's not going to take that long they, they they have this uh, imaginary uh, uh, thing in their head where they think it's they got time and they think it's easier than it is and then they get into it and then they might freeze up and so you know if you start early and you can really appreciate the breadth especially if you're building the farm or if you're if you did like the full vertical and so you you went for the the transported the grower and also the dispensary applications you know you've just been rocking your brain for the past six months And you're probably wishing uh, you would have started earlier because there's so many pieces on the bus for a a full vertical integrated uh, cannabis company that, uh, you know, if you had more time, it would have been shorter, but also more complete. Uh, which is one of those types of things, and then it's just making sure that you've planned uh, against the the procrastination inclination that most people have. I mean, most people would start to call me as this deadline would approach, and they only on a one simple thing. First off, they think I'm just waiting for their phone call, and <laughs> second, they uh, they yeah, right, you know, and then second, they they just have this one thing, or somebody will say they have it eighty percent done, and it's complete bullshit. It is complete, just no you don't and so when they come at you like that you just kind of have to be like all right well good luck
2: well it's something like that though because you're talking about brick and mortar right because essentially anything to do with the goddamn plant it's a plant first off uh so you you have a grower you have you know that knowledge base already there about the soil the 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 time frame growing that you're going to do where the seeds come from and also the the uh, um facility right because it's got to be uh, already ready for you to, to start growing. It's not something you're going to work around as you go. It already has to be done. And especially meet the Illinois requirements.
1: Yeah, the Illinois requirements are kind of nuts. And so that was one of the exhibits that's probably going to be the longest. It is, at least for mine, uh, is that exhibit that has to do with your financial disclosures. And your financial disclosures exhibit is one of the more complex exhibits where you could really bring to the table pages and reams and reams of uh, all sorts of documentation regarding who's going to benefit, you know, who's going to get paid, who's paying what to to get that equity, uh, where that capital is, how that capital is coming in, where, you know, all those types of things can be spelled out in in dozens and, and hundreds of pages of documentation there. Um, so, you know, if you would have started earlier, you might've had more time to put together your fundraising and then secure that extra million dollars, uh, through a type of, you know, private placement capital raise, something like that. But that gets difficult when you really, you know, you're given the application and then it's due in two months. So yeah. if you didn't start before the application came out, like yeah. thinking about it, you were already kind of rushed and that sucked.
2: Mm. So you have people then joining without any idea, like just trying to like, I don't have any money, but I have uh, the, I'm a, I'm a resident.
1: Uh, sometimes they-, they want that. Yeah, but no, you need to have money. And so like, yeah. you need to have uh, ability to raise money or you need to have money to like, even get the stuff together. Yeah, number three would be like, have the capital and show them that you have the capital because they don't want you opening to close.
2: And why would you even like try and get involved with? with I mean, any recreational uh, state, any recreational line of work, be a you're gonna have to be a grown up. You're gonna have to have investors. You're gonna. This is not. It's this is sophisticated it, business.
1: This is yeah. like saying you want to own a hospital a lot more than it's like saying I want to own a flower shop or a liquor store. And uh, well, I mean, maybe maybe we, what is the most regulated retail store that you could have, like? Gold, jewelry, guns, maybe guns, but like it's the most regulated retail outlet that you can have. Um, you know, business has been gangbusters because of the coronavirus, though.
2: If we regulated the incoming traffic of international travels like we did cannabis, we would have had this thing stop three months ago. Oh, it'd
1: be gone. It'd be gone. <laughs> yeah. That's true, though, but that's kind of annoying. And then the, the thing really is uh, the capital requirements for them do kind of move. Uh, but not necessarily for the grows. And so like the, the capital requirements for the dispensary is definitely different than the capital requirements for the the indoor farm. Sure. And but then, you know, the indoor farm, you, it's all the more important to be able to have the money and the pro forma or the, um, you know, the private placement offering. And then so you can actually go and, and get the commits uh, for the actual money. And then you use those commits for the money to pay for all the, the plans and blueprints and the, the thousand page application that takes forever. And, you know, you have to be extremely organized for, for managing these teams. Oh,
2: Sure. I'd imagine though, you know, cause the two, if you want to be vertical, you know, be the grow and everybody, uh, Again, the capital and the start and early is definitely things that you already have to be involved in because uh, it's a plant that has to grow. You have to have your expertise and whatnot. But if you're a store, I'd imagine it'd be a little more leeway as far as like, I just need a brick and mortar
1: place. And yeah, but that brick and mortar place that gets back into uh, one of the things we'll be talking about later where it is local. And so with the difference between... Uh, and so with the start early for the growers was more important than the start early for the dispensary. But uh, either one, they still should have started earlier. And then only having that two months uh, was, was pretty tough. And, and I thought a lot of teams did great work in putting together their applications for both, app, both, both licenses, well, both rounds of licenses. Mm. It's, it's five, there's several different types of licenses, but there's only two different agencies that are actually accepting applications in Illinois. But, you know, just to get off the, the top 10, you know what sucks about the coronavirus, man? Uh, uh, number 8,425, that sucks about it.
2: <laughs> well, I definitely to say it doesn't give you the shits, but what's up?
1: Uh, it's probably going to ruin, like, uh, putting cannabis legalization on the ballot this year.
2: Yeah, it's going to slow things down for sure, man. I, I mean, we're on like- pause.
1: Well, think about it. You can't go out and get uh, signatures. So, those guys we had in mm. Ohio, they're on lockdown. They're not allowed to go within wow. six feet of each other. You can't get signatures. Same yeah. for Missouri. And if Missouri wow. wanted to get it, or if Arizona wanted to get it on the ballot, and those were the states that had like the best shots of getting it on the ballot this year, Florida yeah. had already kicked to 2022. Yeah. So, you know, the ballot initiatives are pretty much gone. And then I don't think New York's going to do anything because they have bigger problems right now with <laughs> it being the epicenter of uh, the coronavirus.
2: No, this is definitely holy crap. I didn't think about that. I mean, I've thought of so many other aspects, but the whole legalization process, uh, yeah, we're we're we're, we're at a standstill right now. That that's crazy, dude. It's crazy.
1: Uh, yeah. So Illinois might be the only game in town, and we have another round next year. And so, like, start now uh, and start early because now you have the time to and and we can exp- and we'll be explaining the costs and all that stuff. Like, here's adequate capitalization. Here's how you can try to get to there. Uh, all those types of things, so that the the people that you put on your team, like I said, you know, that, that prepare for stress aspect of it, you'll find that a lot of the people that are on the team, and well, they really didn't need to be there, you know, they, they didn't. Um,
2: well, it's just like in life, you find out what job you're suited for or whatnot, and you know, honestly, sometimes people overextend themselves and, and don't. I can imagine you have a high pace of just uh now do you have for number four are your clients actively being involved in the situation are they contacting you are they letting you know or are you the one that's going to be constantly finding out about the new rules or whatnot
1: yeah well uh let's see keep your staff abreast oh no no it's kind of not uh it's not what number four is supposed to be number four is know your role uh my well, I'm
2: saying, like you're, you're. Oh no, you're real kind of like I'm the investor. I'm gonna stay. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's it's more like Bill Belichick, you know, uh, the Patriots football type thing, where it's like you bring this, go do that, uh, right. and so everybody should have their thing they do. That's why they're there. Um, and and knowing that is really really important. So like if you know, and I am the the, the community outreach director. For this, my job is to go find the charities and the other community members that can benefit from our cannabis company being located in Community X. Uh, that's somebody's job. That's somebody's role. Oh, I am the the treasurer, aka CFO. Here is how our pro forma is going to be structured. Here's our financial for our inputs. This is what we need for our, this is our post valuation, uh, uh, you know, because there's two types of valuations. So there's this lottery ticket valuation, which is the cost of what you spent on doing your application. And then there's winning the license, which is in the millions. And so uh, you want to be able to fund. Your cost of doing applications by giving a post valuation uh, 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 value to the tranche. Okay, that is a French word for slice. Uh, to the slices of your company that you are selling to possible investors through pri- private placements, provided, of course, they they qualify as uh, accredited investors. So we do so a whole bunch of um, uh, this type of content now that the the state's closed and and the applications are pretty much all. S- They're all tucked in bed and I just have to deliver a couple more and they're good. I mean, they don't have to be postmarked until Monday. And, um, so yeah, it's knowing like why you're there to help build out your team, which is a a huge part of it uh, because you know, like, you know, if if you have that and then then the state is looking to see how much they trust you to be able to do the job that you're hired to do either dispense or cultivate or infuse or transport the cannabis. And, um, you know, the, the well, more, like higher, more concrete and definite it is, and the more people that you have filled out for those roles, the more you communicate and demonstrate to the state of Illinois that you're ready to go.
2: Well, in your application process, though, even that kind of self-explains what kind of roles you'll need, right? Like the security personnel, the HR personnel, like right. these are things that one person can't fill. I mean, they can't if they're like a two team business, but
1: sure, like, and then you know. Be, right but then because of how much regulatory oversight you have and then not only that you you have legitimate money that's going through that so the state is concerned about money moving and 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 getting lost and that everything's run correctly and appropriately so they're looking for that trustworthy aspect to it and so you know know your role figure out who brings what to the table and uh, with if some guy's thing that he's bringing to the table is, oh, I'm just connecting everybody. It's my 50 percent. Sorry, bro.
2: So on the side, because uh, you mentioned that they, they are accepting the uh, uh, what did you say? Uh, uh, evidence or exhibits for the uh, uh, they are? recreational.
1: Uh, what do you uh, mean? So they, they're accepting exhibits, exhibits. For all of them. So Liz I, yeah, asked yeah. here about
2: uh, dispensaries, medical dispensaries. Are they going to be on hold or do you know?
1: Oh, there's no medical dispensaries that are there. The May 1st application deadline is the time period in which they believe that they are going to issue awards of the 75 licenses. That might get delayed. That might okay. get delayed a little bit. Um, however, you know, like I said, the the requests for evidences are now out there or, and they're coming. And so, you know, the process. right. Yeah. So that's part of the process. So get those get those uh, re- responses back into them. Um you know, not all of my clients have said that they've received one, and then the ones that you do receive are a little suspicious. We'll talk about that more in the uh, the later portion of the the top ten things. But so, I, go ahead, man.
2: Uh, oh, I was just going to say. So uh, it's business as usual, as far as you know, for the cannabis to be industry in Illinois. It's like everything's proactively just going forward, except for everybody yeah. staying six feet apart and.
1: Right, uh, but I think if anything's going to be help for justifying the uh, amendments to the law to provide for home delivery, this hmm. is it. Uh, yeah. We do not yet provide for home delivery. We could amend the law so that your cannabis transporter license uh, might have an additional right to be able to home deliver, uh, uh, or we could structure it some way so patients. Uh, don't have to go to the dispensary uh, like th- this is done in Florida, for example. And so and it's also done in California where they kind of tie the dispensary to the home delivery, there's ways that we can explore this to help prevent, uh, you know, uh, Dude, I, contagion.
2: Uh, fucking home deliveries to fucking so Washington and in their infinite wisdom. They just did a uh, uh, they're allowed to do curbside pickup now. But if you have someone under 21 in your fucking vehicle, they can't do it. But if you're picking up alcohol, you can do it.
1: Well, that's because alcohol is wholesome. Oh, yeah. it kills, kills germs. <laughs> it's
2: it's full of that goodness.
1: Yeah, Jesus, Jesus had wine. That's a true story. So though. all right, know. I guess. Come on, we believe it. <laughs> so, but, uh, yeah. Well, I was gonna. I was pretty much. I think we've uh, explored uh, number four fairly well. Like, you know, do your job, know your role, figure out who you bring to the table, and that's something that we should actually do uh, specific scripted ones of these. You can't see my. Uh, I can't if I go like this, I bet. Yeah, there it is. I'll, I'll, I'll put something in the old teleprompter after I script it. But like how to staff your like, you know, who who do you actually need to put on your team and how to build that out for a dispensary, for a kitchen, for a uh, cultivation center, uh, for a, uh, an MSO. And then we could talk about C-suite and how you can raise money and all this other crap. But, hmm. um, you know, it's it's the fun type of businessy stuff that I've always enjoyed.
2: Well, each of these things, I mean, this, this that's the thing, right? Like, uh, as a young, whatever, a kid, you know, I always thought when, once it's legalized, uh, just like if I was the best potato farmer or some shit, I was like, I'll just start in my backyard and have a little stand in the front and sell my own shit. But
1: Not necessarily. I mean, like, again, that's yeah. the oversimplification thing. It's like, you know, start earlier uh, because you're probably uh, oversimplifying how complex this is going to be. But then even that, uh, i I don't know. Can you... How well can you control the sunlight? You know, yeah. So that we can get the maximum colas. Uh, but so then I, I don't. That would be fun stuff to see those Mendo guys and their tricks. And I'm sure that they can grow four pound monsters. So that would be some. I, I owe it to myself to oh, you know, to try some of that four pound monster Mendo weed. <laughs> so what
2: do you mean by uh, strive for completion? Are people giving up on number five?
1: Oh no 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 number five. It's it's uh, you need to have the most complete app. And so, like, striving for completion really means, like, you have an uh, an unlimited, limited number of pages that you can go into some of these competitive applications. And so, you might have a page number for your um, cultivation. No, there wasn't one on that one. There was a page number for your uh, Exhibit D, your, uh, your, it's right in front of me. I just can't remember what the heck it was called off the top of my head. Uh, cultivation plan. Yeah. So your cultivation plan can only be like that 50 pages. Uh, However, uh, you'd have other ones like your suitability of your proposed facility. That is unlimited pages. So sometimes you can have unlimited pages. And with that, you know, you can really get descriptive Uh, So some of the unlimited pages, the striving for completion would be like in your financial disclosures, you know, show everybody that you have uh, that has got a financial interest in you getting this license and how you are adequately capitalized and how you are going to pay for all of these things in your pro forma uh, and and all of those things. And so when you're trying to make the most complete app possible and you're banging up against the the page limits, that's good. And then, you know, when you have an unlimited page uh, count. Are you using that unlimited page count to demonstrate to the state of whatever you're trying to get your cannabis license from uh, that you are not just complying with the regulations? You are you are going above and beyond those regulations so that, you know, you are the most complete application. The only thing that you need is the state to say, here's your license and and you're going to be a standard uh, and upstanding stalwart community member of uh, the adult use cannabis industry.
2: Yeah, right on. Yeah, it's kind of, um, you're just saying be as transparent as possible, pretty much. For just,
1: uh, you don't need to stop at page 20 if you have a 50 page limit. Yeah. Like be as complete as possible. If you they give you 50 pages, they probably think it takes about 50 pages to say it. Uh, yeah. And so say everything that you need to say. Don't necessarily say the same thing over and over again. But, uh, you know, if you're going to do a cultivation plan, you could easily spend 50 pages on that. I was listening to something about um, super cropping, blowing my mind. Why would you take flowering back to veg so that you could make these Franken plants? And and of course, then it might not necessarily comply with the uh, way the state of Illinois has written its cannabis law. The state of Illinois wrote its cannabis law in such a way that they really are looking for the perpetual harvest methods, maybe even using like Scrog or like Screen of Green or Sea of Green, where you're just... You're just mowing out these plants as fast as you can because they're looking for the consistent, steady supply of quality cannabis. So it's like, you know, the same after the same after the same and and hitting uh, as many pounds at, at the best quality that you can. Um
2: you also include like floor plans and like oh yeah, uh, uh, circulation, air circulation, yeah, uh, temperature control, yeah. all that, that shit. It's gonna be uh,
1: all that stuff. So right, you know who's your HVAC? Who's your HVAC guy that you're gonna get? How many of these things have they built? You know what's that bid? Did you put that bid in Exhibit P? Uh, all those types of things that go into it. So when you, I'm saying like the most complete app, like the whole thing should be. After somebody spends the bazillion hours it takes to read your thousand pages, they're like, yep. That's cannabis farmer, right? you know uh, it, It's a complete application. Uh, but you know it, the, that can be really, really challenging. Have you ever tried to make a thousand page document that includes financial pro forma and and uh, corporate documentation that's fairly complex and then also uh, schematics for how you're gonna build your your building and then also all these regulatory compliance things that you have to do, you know?
2: Well, especially if you're just a simple farmer. I mean that's some of these people they understand genetics and, and, and biology, but then again business side of things, right? Like this is a layered, uh semantic filled paperwork uh world, which is why you are here. <laughs> you know? I mean, you're protecting both the consumer and the uh uh the the, the investor, you know, you you're kinda like the weird middleman.
1: Uh, yeah, well, you are the person that's trying to explain the new stuff to the people that want in because there's a lot of people that want in and then you have to understand greed is at play and operating greed and like, um, prestige that stuff like why did people used to drive? cars and try to be like James Dean because it was cool, right? And so uh, people see this cannabis industry is because it's cool. And because of that, there's going to be this massive competition. And so that's one of the reasons why you need to really strive for the most complete application as possible. You're trying to beat out everybody else that's, that's competing right alongside of you. And if they didn't get up and check that thing, the 19th time, uh, and, and, and add an extra description about something that you think you might be making too much commitments to, and you might've backed yourself into a corner, all that type of stuff. And you didn't do it. My, my guys are gonna, you know, and that's, that's kind of the point. And, uh, yeah. you want that, that, that thick, brick of an application that's fully funded and capitalized and has like everything set right there. And it's like, okay, this should get us uh, this should get us through at least our first perpetual harvest cycle so that we can then think about where we're going to put the extractor. Well,
2: especially since this is still fairly illegal, because I know, and that's one of my annoyances with the, the Washington state legalization, as far as you have to be an adult, right? Besides the stigmas, uh, we're, we're also creating, the, or they, most people, not me, I just, I'm a, I'm a heavy consumer. But uh, the people who are involved in the industry, who, who, who pay their bills and whatnot, uh, they're being looked at. They're being eyeballed and, and they have to be the representation of the best grown up that there is out there, which I mean, what is that? Right. Technically, it's business, apparently. But uh, and that's why in most of these states like here in Washington, you have previous law enforcement in charge, just like in uh, Michigan. Uh, and unfortunately, I think Illinois did it right by putting the goddamn uh, what the health department in charge for you guys or the FDA.
1: Uh, we treat it like it's an agricultural commodity. We have the yeah. Department of Medicinal Plants in charge. And then we also have the Department of Professional Regulation in charge for the retailers. Uh, so that's good. And then um, people are going to pay their taxes. We don't necessarily have uh, former law enforcement involved. There is a, an ample security component of the scoring and uh, of the the license and the application. So there's uh, there's stuff that, that is getting done for sure. law enforcement, absolutely, but um, it's not that it's being taken over and run by law enforcement.
2: No, I'm not so not much taking over, but as far as, like, I, I feel that as each state creates its own little structure, infrastructure, they create a, a department. Like, for us, it's the Washington State Liquor and Cannabis Board, and one of the, two of the people are former, one's a cop, one's a former prosecutor, and it just feels like, They put these people in charge of that industry just to say, hey, look, federal government, we're doing the right thing. Like, don't come raid us. But in the essence, the cat's out of the bag. You can't put the toothpaste back in a tube. Let's regulate this thing like it should be. (laughs) You know, it's
1: well, that's the thing. You know, um, they aren't going to regulate it like it should be because you are talking about stuff that has to do with prejudice and prejudice does not regulate normally. You're 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 legislating morality as Uh, LaGuardia reminded us 70 years ago that doesn't work. Doesn't mean they're going to stop doing it, but it does mean that it still doesn't work. They're still going to try to do it because they're, you know, well, well, who runs for public office? Who runs? Yeah.
2: Uh, well, I guess conservative people. I don't know. I don't Aggressive know.
1: narcissists. Ah, well. That's people only love themselves. I can fix this. You know <laughs> what? I haven't started giving back enough uh, fixing things that we've all screwed up. Fortunately, I'm here to fix these things. Vote for me. And the first thing that will happen is we'll get tough on crime and we'll arrest everybody who's using this plant. Everything will be just fine. That was uh, some some guy back in 1970. He probably looked a lot like me. Uh, and he became a sheriff somewhere and things were terrible.
2: And things spread it out. But back to the on track for number six, uh, stay organized. I'm mean, Now, isn't that your job?
1: <laughs> oh, gosh, yes. Staying organized is absolutely my job. And it's and it's crucial. And so I have become what I call to the team, uh, which I'm sure they're not thrilled over a version control Nazi. And so uh, you do not want to have 50 types of exhibit F's floating around out there. You want one, One exhibit F that everybody's working off of so that you can know who has got what changes and where are they and why did you make them? And then you agree and you finalize and then F is completed and then you move on to the next one. I mean, so you really, really have to be hyper, hyper organized because you're talking about putting together as completely uh, 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 as you can approximately a thousand word. I'm sorry, page document that uh, requires, that's, that's fraught with all sorts of loopholes and hoops and exceptions and double exceptions and other things, which is specifically designed to trip you up because they're trying to see how well you can comply with obscene, ridiculous compliance things. Oh, sure. Then. The whole licensing process in and of itself is the first ex- exposure to uh, the regulation that you will be operating under if you make it through the licensing process.
2: I don't think people understand too though uh cuz we're we're really talking about your perspective how many people are working on a contract with you like how many people do you have working on one contract
1: it depends on how many people are on the team or how many people are on the deal but like my team is only like me and uh one other guy and a, well two three other guys and so we'll probably Uh, Definitely be building that. And then it's going to we might do some software uh, development between now and next round to uh, implement better practices based on the things that we learned from this round. Uh, Because my partner in this has got a software background. I have a software background. And we're like, uh, if we had these things that we were managing those, we could have managed them more simply and easier. But the the other thing was, you know, for us to be able to help our teams, we're under exorbitant time pressures as well. Uh, because we're trying to do additional complexities besides one team, you know, Uh, and because of that, then you really, really have to be organized and on top of everything so that you know where everything is, who's doing what, which one's being saved, where is it being saved and why is it being named a specific thing? Uh, And so only having those two months really per each really uh, condensed it. So now we have our, our methodologies for organizations like, Reduced to a certain amount of best practices that will be turned into checklists, which will be turned into wireframes, which will be turned into a uh, piece of software that our clients would then be able to access and, and, and uh, view their application uh, so that they could see it all the way through from, you know, beginning to completion. And then uh, here's the instructions for everything for a submission. Uh, let us know if you receive an RFID or I'm sorry, a request for evidence after the, uh, the process starts getting graded. But uh, the version control not seeing is something that you really have to be uh, so on top of. And I have no idea how they used to do it five years ago because I'm using uh, cloud based computers, uh, you know, to do it. And uh, like Lauren right now is making changes to the the top 10 thing on a Google Drive. And I can see her moving her cursor. That's how we put a lot of these things together was on uh, those cloud based, uh, you know, and protected Uh, frameworks, uh, because then you can try to cramp down on that, but it still can get uh, overly confused and convoluted because you try to assign work as the job is huge. And so it's like, you're going to be working on this, you're going to be working on that, you get this part, and then you kind of put them all together. And then you have to put them together differently because like some have to be redacted, some don't have to be redacted. So then you have to double check the redactions and then everything, did your page number? You have to make sure your page numbers. I mean, there's so many aspects that you have to be exceedingly, exceedingly organized on. And at the end of the day, you know, it's not my cannabis company. It's your cannabis company. You really need to be the one that is that organizational focused. Like, how do I take care of this? Because it's when you're the boss of something, when you're the owner, you're the one who's responsible, and so you know. All right, you think through it. Where do you want this stuff to be delivered? Put it here, name it this, and then we get it, and we know where to put it, and then we put it into a more of a final format so everybody sees what everything is is uh, being completed, and it's it it makes for. Uh, I just don't know how they would have done it five years ago, just with like well, emails. Well, and, yeah, and I can you know,
2: imagine, but just like you said, though, uh, as far as the uh, the owner to be more involved. Uh, uh, it's kind of the same things where I tell people when, when people are getting arrested or whatever, and I've helped people in the past, I'm like, look, I can only do so much. I only have so much in network in the end. You are your own best advocate. Like it's your ass on the line, not mine. Like, you know, if my kids sick, guess where I'm going? Cause I'm sorry. I appreciate you. And I hope you don't go to jail, but I got to take care of my own first. And, uh, -hmm. it's kind of how that works. But like you were saying though, too, as far as the redacted, non-redacted, this all leads into the, uh, number seven with the edit and edit and editing.
1: Oh, that's right. That's the, that's the other thing. Um, if you've, you've maybe never heard about, uh, you know, Jackson Pollock, uh, there, there's a movie, uh, and Ed Harris played him as Pollock and they would talk about like when he was done painting and he's like, I don't fucking know. And he would just leave. And <laughs> he, yeah, that's right. You know? And so like, how do you know when that painting's done? Right. You know, when, uh, okay. It's your masterpiece now. Oh yeah. One more little, I, I don't know about it. You know, so there's just so many details in these particular applications. There's thousands and thousands of details, tens of thousands of details. When is it done? Right. Yeah. Well, so it's, it's, it could never be done. Yeah. Like You could keep working on it.
2: It's your baby, though. I mean, it's kind of like when I write. I, 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 it's when you have to like as a, a, a child, I was always told like I was a, ahead of my path, whatever, right? you know, a child prodigy, whatever bullshit. And uh, I wrote well. And uh, then I assume like, ah, fucking I don't got a proofread. Then when you hit 20 above and you're still putting out garbage and then you read back and people call you out and they say, hey, you might want to use a program. And I'm like, you know what? I might want to use a program. <laughs> yeah. You do have to proofread and go back and check and double check. I mean. Back to Jackson Paldo. though. Have you seen his shit, though? I mean, you never know when I fucking... You
1: never know when he was done. <laughs> same with uh, same with uh, Picasso, or I got a dolly in front of me. I mean, like, that, that. Like, could he have put a couple more pieces of paint on there? Sure, fine. But, um, you know, you have to be able to know when it's done, and know that it can also never really be done. So you just, you work on it, and you get everything as good as you can, and be like, that's it. Like, now, because that last 1%, of tinkering on, you could spend all the time you want on that. It's just not going to get you anywhere. I mean, you go after all the points, you check all the points off the board. You're like, I think we hit all the points. We got all the statute in there. We're hitting the page number. I like how this is looking. I like how it reads. You know, how much more do you really want to do on it? And then you got to, at some time, you got to be like, all right, signing my name on this one, moving on to the next one, you know? And, and that's, that's that's another reason, though, why if you would have started earlier, you'd have more time and less less because like some people aren't great under stress. Right. And so you'd have less of that stress aspect and you'd have more time to have edited everything that you need uh, so that you could make an easier submission and know that you have a more complete application.
2: Because yeah, let's, let's also remember that there's not always going to be a coronavirus to extend your fucking deadlines two weeks.
1: That's right. Um <laughs> I, I, I can't believe that they got that two week extension and my stress level went way down. I'm just like, all right, we'll be taking the week off. Uh, we'll we'll be back on this Monday because remember you do not get brownie points. If it is postmarked tomorrow, it uh, can be postmarked whenever. And then as long as it's March 30th, as long as the post office does not shut down. And I don't think it's gonna, I mean, we have, I don't know how many cases of Corona we have in Illinois. I want to say it's about a thousand. Um, most of them are in Cook County downstate. Maybe just have a little bit. It's it, it
2: again, it's all about uh, that curve and shit. So it, it's bound to go everywhere, but um, right, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then for uh, uh, number eight though, uh, you say that all cannabis local,
1: all cannabis is local, all cannabis is absolutely local because you are dealing with that. Uh, you know how like the stigma is pervasive, mm hmm. All right, well, if the stigma is pervasive, uh, that means that it's in your community, that means that you have to get out in front of it. That means that not only is it pervasive and local in that respect, it's also, oh, you're due from the cannabis, do you? Oh, yes, that'll be $1,600. They immediately start jacking you. Gotcha. And so, you know, if they know you, they know where they they believe in you because you came and you talked to them. And then also you said, look, uh, we have this social equity program uh, and and we're carving out X percent of our revenues to go to wide charities. Uh, who do you like in the neighborhood? How can we help? Uh, this community with a portion uh, of our of our uh, that's good thinking. That we yeah. have And then you, you find out because like eventually you're going to find that somebody is you are the constituent of a piece of dirt. Right. Uh, if you are growing the cannabis or if you're selling the cannabis, you're in somebody's district and that district has interests. And so the more that you understand those interests and, and you are aware of what is going on in the community, you can do a couple of things. Uh, you can get out of the way of any uh, possible objections that are going to be out there. So you're trying to figure, you're not necessarily trying to get uh, a mayor to give you a letter of recommendation. There's no points for letters of recommendation, but you are trying to get them uh, on your side. And then also you're trying to prevent that person that's going to gut punch you when it's too late. And so a lot of of my teams, they kind of got pantsed on the real estate Uh, and well- It's kind of how it goes, because then you're dealing with the, the prejudice. You're dealing with the not in my backyard and you're dealing with the, oh, it's cannabis. Jack them.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, and let's not forget, though, uh, property values go up when there's dispensaries in your neighborhood. And they seem to neglect that while they're raising the price of the well, they're trying to punish the guy, woman, whatever person trying to open a shop. This is ridiculous. And then uh, uh, number nine, though, understand it's random. Yep. Uh, you talk about the selection?
1: Um, okay. So let's talk about how they grade these applications. And so, um, and then the, not only how they grade the applications, the uh, request for evidence that I saw wasn't uniform in the sense that why, if you, if it's the same application, but you're just applying in different areas, why is it not every area that wants this? And, and then, uh, so that means that you're, you're, you, I think you're going to have people that have put in the same application get different scores for that application.
2: So is it, can that apply also to the local where different locals just want to know more about that business and see that exhibit? Uh, you know, and, and again, back to, uh, uh, it's not about getting a letter. It's about trying to lock in prices before they find out who you are, right? It's trying to uh, uh, say, look, I'm a, I'm a business person. I'm trying to uh, bring some, something to the neighborhood here. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would like to invest in your charity. Oh, by the way, I'm a cannabis shop. <laughs> you know, right. what I mean, like, it's all about making that network and that friendship locally, and uh, uh, securing also like giving them warm fuzzies because, like SBAs, right? And different communities, business associations will uh, 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 they can team up against you, really, and, and you know, it's like Mean Girls, right? Like,
1: it's politics. It, yeah, it's it's if it's local, it's political, and so because of that, yeah, I mean, you're going to have people that they want the money themselves. They don't want you to have the money maybe they like you and they aren't going to object. And so if that's what you're really trying to do, you're trying to build teams and influences so that you can, uh, help the community and avoid people that are going to try to shut you down and and educate the people that are objecting into saying like, no, this is actually good for the community. There's not going to be any smell. Uh, The property values will go up. They're not uh, prone to to robbery or anything. We aren't saying anything bad to our children. In fact, it's it's a prohibited from advertising children, you know, all those types of things. Uh, And, and you have to, but then at the end of the day, it's going to be that they know that they have you and they're going to want something. Yeah, and that's,
2: I'll, yeah. I'll, on the side real quick, I had, I have to put this out there, but uh when I was traveling on my, my road trip to hell, which mm-hmm. actually it was a good time, but just uh various shit happens. But uh, uh I saw in Minnesota, a cannabis billboard, right. For a dispensary in uh, St. Cloud, I believe it was St. Mm-hmm. Cloud. Dude. Uh, so I saw this billboard probably about uh, a couple hundred feet away. I'm like, is, is that a nug? Is, is that, a, cause that's all the billboard was. It was a big fucking nug. Oh, and, wow. Like, the address of the thing. And I, and as I got closer, going of miles and I went, Holy shit. So I couldn't take a picture, but my point being is that's what fucking kicked uh, uh, Montana's ass. When Montana first went legal, uh, billboards were all over the place, you know, uh, delivery weed, uh, best cush, you know, pictures of buds all over the place.
1: Nope. Not allowed to do it. Uh, you aren't allowed to advertise in ways that is, you know, uh, attractive to children or that has like a picture of a, a leaf or a bud And so it looks though that not all of the cannabis companies in Illinois are complying with that. And uh, I've heard that they are using leaves and buds in some of their promotional materials because you have to realize if the regulation is not being enforced, it's there, but it's not really, it's like your appendix. It's not really doing anything.
2: (laughs) But but see, I I think the leaf thing is a little bit over the top, like cartoon leaf is okay. But even picture the nugs, but I just don't think that's a solid sales approach, no matter what you're at, because, right. you know, per, picture the pretty nugs always change. Was that last year's shipment or whatever? But uh, uh, yeah, no, I just had to throw it out there because. I just really don't want Minnesota to fuck it up and put billboards all over. Then I'll have the, uh, the the fear mongering. uh,
1: Well, I'm going to try to export Illinois law as far as I can, because I think Illinois did a a great job of making sure that a lot more people are going to have access to the benefits of owning a cannabis license. And those people are going to be the ones that were hurt the most by the cannabis laws and the drug laws. And uh, also there's not, any hegemony or one party can't occupy the field and just buy it all out because you're have restrictions on how many licenses you can own. Like, so nobody can ever control more than 2% of the retail or the craft growing market. It's uh, there's a lot of good restrictions that are built in. And then, you know, with the uh, it's, it's about that reinvestment in those communities that were hurt the most. Yeah. You know, it's, not
2: totally, I just yeah. had to throw it out there. And then for uh, number 10, you had the last one, how it's comp- comprehensive or bust. You talk about the application, right? This is going to be your lifeblood. It's kind of like whenever I feel like financial aid for my kid's school, it's like shit. I got to show you how much I make. Now you're going to judge me and and look at like my uh, my lack of adulting abilities because yeah, you know, I'm more in debt than I should be, right? You know?
1: But this was uh, this is a resounding echo that you saw in all the QA that was came out from the state of Illinois. It was all about submitting the most complete application possible. So if you're submitting the most complete, a.k.a. robust or comprehensive and robust application possible, you're going to go beyond what the statutory requires. You're going to get everything, everything that you need to go into business is going to be in that application because it is essentially a condition of your license. And so one of the people that I know that won other uh, uh, licenses in other states that were competitive, they would explain how they did it. And he's like, no, I just went out there and I got everything. I lined up literally everything. The only thing that I didn't have was a cannabis license so that I could start breaking ground and and building the stuff. Uh, and, and that's as far as you have to go, because those are the people that are going to be the ones that are, as the state continued to say all over the place, the most complete and comprehensive application possible. So if that's what they're looking for, you, you should really make sure that you are giving them that. So it needs to uh, uh, bump up against the um, the page limits. And it also needs to include everything. And so like, it's not just the statutory references. It's the, the team that you have. It's where the money's going. And so that you've really, really thought all of this through. It's not just Uh, You bought some forms on the internet and that was it.
2: And really, if you're going to be involved in a campus or any recreational, you just better be ready to be as transparent about everything because you're about to be under a microscope uh, in your state and in the nation. Uh, You know, it's just kind of like when I used to fill out for uh, a security clearance. Have you ever done that before?
1: No, I've uh, never had security clearance.
2: So you have to do seven years uh, or 10 years, 10 years, you know, work, Life, uh, school, everything. Uh, did you shoplift? Uh, did you kill anybody? So, here's the thing about security clearances if you're 100% honest, like you could fuck up all you want, right? But if you're 100% honest, they're like, okay, this guy's an idiot, but he's not gonna trade a country as far as uh, debt or uh, any other obligations like that. Uh, but you hide something, yeah, now now they're gonna have questions and now they're gonna dig deeper. That's right. So, uh, in this situation, in this business, in this industry. You know, you have to be ready to be as transparent for everything. I would think, um, because there's no, they're gonna find it. You know, if if people have to dig or have questions, they will dig. The whole
1: point of the industry is to collect the revenue and to track it from seed to sale. And so, the the people that they're gonna be looking to give it to are the ones that are gonna be really, really organized, well-capitalized, go above and beyond everything and do the most comprehensive applications possible and are completely and 100% transparent because that is what they're looking for. They're looking for people that know how to comply, that know how to excel, and that have nothing to hide. Uh, and then, of course, the social equity and the public policy.
2: And I'll tell you what, two In three months from now, I'd imagine... Um, we're going to have such data analytics when it comes to purchases, because right now in Washington, we're curtailing a lot of uh, uh, walking through a store and picking it up. Uh, some shops are doing it online orders, and then you can pick it up, walk in and you know grab your shit and walk out. And, and, and you're forcing people to do that online. It's going to create that data, that, that metric of uh, understanding about the purchaser, right, the, the power and all that stuff. So there's going to be a lot more coming down the line as far as uh, for stores, what to do, and what to be ready
1: So So much data. There's going to be so much data in the future because like the the Illinois industry is in the future. And then it's going to be a very regulated industry. It's not going to be near as loose as the California industry, which has gotten tighter uh, over the past few months and years. But, you know, yeah, there's going to be so many um, uh, different uh, types of.
2: But props to California for uh, calling it a, a an essential business.
1: Yeah. Props to everybody who's calling it an essential business. Cannabis is an essential business. You, of course the people need their medicine. Damn right. Yeah, and access to that medicine. I love it. And then uh, and then they're going to also, you know, those poor people, if they didn't go to work to on those plants, they'd die. Can you the
2: imagine private. them being locked up for 30 years and then they're calling your fucking job an essential, or what you, the reason why you're in jail,
1: an essential, an essential job now.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> he was an essential smuggler. It wasn't an essential, so I was I was ensuring a safe and adequate supply of cannabis to the state.
2: Safe access is the the the, the number one uh, argument for legalization, but in my in my opinion, you know, with I with love this-
1: the safe access argument, and I also love the um, the change my life argument. I really like those ones. So the the people that were totally anti, and then oh. of course it was until they were too late, and so they finally tried it and they realized their whole life it was bullshit because of that, and they're like, oh my god, I was just so blind. I'm like, yeah. I know kind of like how
2: we treated this fucking epidemic, but anyways.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, I mean, uh, is it subsiding in, in Washington State? How's it going out there?
2: So <clears throat> coming back from the road trip and also stay tuned for next time because maybe I'll talk about how we almost died on the second day of our road trip. But uh uh hook. it was it was fun. We had a I had a great time with the kids, man. Like, like even though i'm i'm in major debt and all this other shit i got some quality time with my boys that i, I never would have had you know and, yeah. and they're about to be out the door and shit and mm-hmm. you know and then you realize how fucking old you are but uh, mm-hmm. uh coming back though dude um it's you know on the news we we're hearing shit about like national guard getting called up and all that stuff right there's nothing dude there's it's nothing. all about self-containment now it is because people want to save grandma's and and also young people are getting sick by this thing right uh well they we were do, the ones
1: that were not sheltering in place they were the ones like ah whatever Spring be- break. Spring break. Break. <laughs> yeah That's
2: yeah right. no it's uh, when i left so it was crazy because when i left seattle uh they were setting up for thousand bed uh quarantine facilities in some of these football fields right, right. which is fucking scary because they're just getting ready for these uh there's a fluxion of people to where to put them and, and keep them comfortable mm-hmm. until this passes over but uh, um i left and like i was saying there was some ignorance on the way out uh people not taking it all the way serious coming back uh i uh, stopped at mcdonald's the guy had gloves on uh he had a tupperware container he put my, my bag of food in and handed mm-hmm. it to me through that and so the kids i kind of had a laugh were like oh now it's serious
1: <laughs> oh yeah you But know, working is that uh are you guys seeing a, a leveling off in cases
2: no well they're saying it, it hasn't peaked yet you know the biggest worry out here is the ppe issue and again with the lack of testing we're never going to have this thing under control until we you know all the data like okay uh all these people have been sick for a month or you know they're still questioning about the antibody situation you know there's a lot of sciencey shit that um no one really knows except the only thing i do know is not to listen to trump speak <laughs> you know i mean the, the man's giving us false information about the drug trials and all this other stuff. Um, uh, it's, it's 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 still a thing out here. There's still beds filling up, and all we're trying to do is prevent it from going to other grandma and grandpas in other states. You know that. Uh, unfortunately, we're no longer the epicenter. Go New York.
1: No, that's the problem, though. Like New York, those poor guys. Uh, you know, because that really is close to Washington D.C., and that's a major market hub it's 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 where our economy is is really headquartered and so that's gonna be terribly uh you know what i suspect on the on the new york
2: situation um because i used to live in jersey uh they they have a huge italian population out there i'm guessing uh somebody were coming home you know
1: from the old country and they brought the the corona that's why I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's it. But, uh, it, well, it's also just a metropolitan capital. So like people from all over the world go there. And if it's one of those things that kind of correlated to international travel, yeah, New York's international city. Yeah. Uh, You know, so there's, there could also be that, but man, I I hope that it's starting to blunt and subside, but you know,
2: no, I think honestly, dude, we're going to have another month at least of this crap. Like, I, I i feel bad for everybody and and you know
1: uh oh man uh, they, the ca- the courts have all been canceled so like they think the court might be canceled until june and um uh, uh not only that it's you know think about all those people that live paycheck to paycheck
2: well yeah no dude, i'm one of them but not just that right. uh people pay paycheck pay, paycheck but in an industry that's being shut down right now like for me lucky not or not lucky i don't know what i am but uh working in the tech industry quality assurance the, the portion that i work under is a necessity so and i've got shit to do i still got shit to yeah. do i've heard that there's
1: a lot of load on the internet right now simply because everybody's at home streaming netflix
2: oh yeah there's so many it's crying right now so many server database runners is crying i mean xbox server crashed uh, like in the first week. xbox
1: or, server crashed
2: like the first week for like a day uh I'm seeing some lagging, but yeah, I mean, just all things that we have to adjust to. There'll be a new norm for about a month and then we'll get out of this shit and get back to hugging and high-fiving.
1: And it'll be spring break, but in in May.
2: Yeah, pretty much. Like Whenever we feel comfortable enough to like embrace each other again, mm-hmm. it's going to be a party no matter what, right? I think.
1: Well, those poor healthcare officials that are out there fighting for everybody's health. So, you know, make sure you wash your hands for them and, Try and to take, take care, care of yourself. Treat, care. The nice, well, I... treat the grocery
2: people nice, god damn it. Treat the like... grocery people nice.
1: Of course you treat the grocery people nice.
2: Yeah, yeah. my wife works in grocery and she's telling me some stories that uh, she's getting the, the the spectrum, you know, the really kind people. And then you got that one guy who's like, what do you mean I got to bag my own shit? And you're like, um, policy now says I don't touch your shit, <laughs> you know? It's like, but then again, we live in a privileged
1: society, so. Right, but... we do. It's the first world. But now it's the first quarantine world. <laughs> I like that.
2: Uh, on that note, though, I should go back to work, even though we have a pandemic.
1: <laughs> well, you know, I'm glad that some of us are working. I'm going to go back to work. My team's actually been lighting me up as I'm on this, and I'm like, you know, the the 10th the thing to remember is robust and comprehensive. And so I'm going to go b- back to being robust and comprehensive. Uh, hey, real quick, why don't we give away um, something? Uh, yeah, yeah,
2: I can't. I still got to send that guy some Bovita packs. And then Gary Wade says he hasn't gotten his shirt yet. Yeah, if you ever get him, I, I
1: did email a shirt out. I thought Gary was in West Virginia. I, I emailed something to West Virginia, or that was back when I had somebody that was working with me. Maybe it never made it to him. Um, and so, uh, email me your address again if you would. Oh, Bovita uh, packs, Bovita packs, right? Give some away. I can, yeah, sure. They're right (laughs) back there. Uh, But then the thing was, I thought that I had a banner where I could hit, um, here's my email address, but there's no banner there, you know, so email, um, because it takes like, it costs like $3, guys, to mail you these things. Oh, there it is. All right, thanks, Lauren. Um, Cost me $3.11 to mail a couple of Bovitas and uh, a dube tube out to some guys. I'm like, huh, oh, well, you know, it's good for them. Yeah.
2: That's good shit. No, they're good. They're great products.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I hope they everybody enjoyed the top 10 things to, to learn about the competitive uh, cannabis licensing. I might still do this as a scripted version, but uh, for right now, I'm going to get back to work. Hey, bro. Later, brother.
0: Later.